Hello, everybody. Welcome back to For the Girls. We are so, so excited to be heading to Austin this week. We went in 2021, so two years ago, before we even started the podcast. So this is our first time being able to share it with you all. We have so many fun plans. We are going to be spending a lot of time with F1 Academy, which is super exciting. So we will be bringing you all behind the scenes with the next generation of female racing talent and much more. So stay tuned. And of course, we will be having some fun with our friends at McLaren as well. So going to be a big week. DM us if you want to meet up in Austin or have any questions about going, but we're hoping to give you some of that information in this preview. With that, I'm Tiggy. I'm Tessa. And I'm Sarah. Jumping into it, this Grand Prix really needs no introduction. We are headed to Austin. It's such an iconic city and circuit. We just could not be more excited. And the amazing team at Circuit of the Americas, or CODA, is putting so much work into making this a really unbelievable weekend for both F1 and F1 Academy. We're going to get into some tips for the weekend if you're going. But for some background information, so CODA is just outside Austin. And it's hosted the U.S. Grand Prix for the last 10 years. The track really just has a bit of everything. It's not a street circuit or a temporary track. This is actually a permanent racing facility. So it's much more like the classic countryside tracks that we see in Europe. It's actually the only permanent F1 track in the U.S. It's a bit outside the city. So there's lots of space for a big complex. It has kind of that rolling hills atmosphere. But At the same time, it really has the best of both worlds because it's very close to Austin, which is such an incredible and vibrant host city. And as we've seen from many drivers, most notably Danny Rick, of course, Mm -hmm. the F1 traveling circus seems to really just love the city and the atmosphere. Yeah, I feel like it's truly the American race. And I feel like I was talking about this with someone and they're like, Miami and Vegas are great because it's just like, is the party and another reason to have a party. But like Austin is the US track. And so in general, like besides the great vibes, great atmosphere, the racing is actually also really good. The track has gotten a lot of praise from drivers and the racing community for generating great racing, great overtaking, which we have seen in the past few years. Um, And it's definitely differentiated itself from other street circuits. It's also super inclusive and affordable, relatively speaking, because of course in F1, everything is relative, but (laughs) indeed, (laughs) (laughs) there's so much general admission space. Again, very different from street circuits, which is nice. When we went in 2021, we were GA and it was great. And the viewing opportunities are actually great from GA. We were there again in 2021, had an awesome time right up at the fences, Plus, turn one, which always has a lot of action, is a big left-hander up on a hill. So it's visible from a lot of places on the circuit. And what's cool about Coda, it also hosts NASCAR, MotoGP, the World Endurance Championship, and has also held IndyCar races before. And not to mention karting, sports cars, amphitheater. It really has it all. There are even new car condos being built for sports cars, which <laughs> is interesting, but it really full, does have it all. Full, <laughs> full service. production. <laughs> full service for your car. Yeah. <laughs> and they're really putting so much work into making this an unreal weekend for an expected huge crowd. It's probably going to be about 450,000 people. The track Whoa. has broken all-time F1 attendance records before, so I'm sure it'll be a huge crowd. And as we experience the off-track entertainment, it's also so fun. Lots of good food. We have a very funny photo of Chessa in front of an enormous turkey leg. I think it was a turkey leg. We <laughs> took a picture with it, but I never got it. It was too heavy. <laughs> I couldn't carry it. 
But if you're going, some of the events and pop-ups to check out that we want to give quick shout-outs to, there's a friendship bracelet-making station in the Grand Plaza. Shout-out to Taylor. We just went to the Eras movie tour this weekend. This is also where the iconic 25-story observation tower is. The Turn 2 Saloon has a bull ride. No, we have to go to that. Yes. Yeah. We definitely have to go. This is just a list of what I want us to do also. (laughs) Last time we were on bulls. Oh, Sarah, you and I were in Nashville riding bulls. How fun was that? You guys have to give me a lesson. Also, guys, Tiggy is unreasonably good at bull riding. (laughs) Tiggy was on this bull for like three or four minutes. I don't know. It felt like forever. It was crazy. Random people in this bar were like, oh my God, this girl is so good at this. It's really my calling. I'm ready for turn two saloon. <laughs> turn two saloon. Uh, what else? At turn six, La Cantina has Lucha Libre Wrestling and Mariachi Dancers. We will be doing that for sure. There is an area called Wonderland, O-N-E, that has a lot of food, entertainment, including Hollywood movie cars. And if you're really feeling the energy, you can even get a permanent tattoo in Lone Star Land for the girls' tattoos, maybe? For us, guys, who knows? And um, they're all not shaking their heads. We're not getting tattoos. Um, And there will be performances by the killers, the queen, Adam Lambert, Hello X Factor, and Tiesto as well. For last year's race, so Max won last year, but really had to fend off Lewis in the process, and Red Bull Cinch Constructors, which was their first Constructors win in 10 years here last year, we had Charles P3, Checo P4, Russell P5. Signs was actually on pole, but Max passed him off the line. Then at turn one, George hit and spun Carlos, who had to retire with damage. So just so sad. Alonso and Stroll also had a huge crash, which was awkward. And Max, of course, was leading most of the race, but he had an 11-second pit stop towards the end. So he had to pass oh. Charles and Lewis on track to win. So some amazing wheel-to-wheel action with both of those passes. There's tons of opportunities for switchbacks and following closely for several corners. So hopefully that bodes well for this coming weekend. I'm excited. Okay, let's start with Red Bull, most notably Checo. So all eyes are on him right now. We'll get to this in our prediction sections, but there are a lot of rumors swirling about his seat, aka that he might not even be in F1 next year at all. So we'll talk about that. But all in all, Red Bull has never gotten a 1-2 in the Drivers' Championship, and Lewis is very close behind Checo. Checo's at 224, Lewis 194, so they're very close. Lewis has had some really strong historic drives at Coda. And it's a sprint weekend, more points on the table. I think for this, it's going to be Checos to lose big time. Have to say, Lewis has won more U.S. Grand Prix than any other driver. So there you go. <laughs> we shall see. For Ferrari. So Carlos, he's on a bit of a hot streak aside from unfortunately not starting at the last race, but hopefully he can have a solid weekend after his fuel tank problem in Qatar. He also DNF'd at Coda last year, like we mentioned, so we are manifesting a clean weekend for him. Ferrari has 298 constructors points compared to Mercedes 326, so they are definitely in the hunt for P2. We will also talk about our predictions for who's getting that spot, but it's going to be tight. I feel like Carlos and Charles really have to work together this weekend. Agreed. For Mercedes, as we've said, Mercedes is very much in it for P2 in both drivers and constructors. Definitely need to fend off Ferrari. They're coming off a tough weekend in Qatar after that big first lap incident between Lewis and George. 
Lewis took full responsibility for it after the race, which was very sportsmanlike. It was awesome to see since it's so rare between teammates. <laughs> but time is very much dwindling for them to try to become the only non-Red Bull team other than Ferrari to get a win this season. So this could be one of their best opportunities given how strong Lewis has been here. That would be exciting. Is it going to be Lewis or George though? Ooh. <laughs> George I had it last year. Takes. I kind of wanted to be George. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so for Alpine, Akon had a heroic P7 finish in Qatar after throwing up at the start of the race and then continuing driving. So he definitely deserves points again this weekend. And then Gasly's got to come back from what was some really tough track limit penalties and a no points finish in Qatar. So I think he can only go up from here and they deserve the best. They do for McLaren. So in addition to just having a very fast car these days, McLaren (laughs) is doing some really important other initiatives in Austin too, that we're super excited and passionate about. As you all know, if you listen to our sustainability mini-sodes, but they are testing recycled carbon fiber on both cars. So this is really cutting edge. They worked with the company V Carbon to make this possible and huge environmental benefits. Recycled carbon fiber has a 90% reduction in emissions over the course of its life compared to regular carbon fiber. And it's just hopefully a really good proof point for them and maybe other teams as they go forward. But second, if you listen to our Women in Motorsport mini-sode series, they have a great program with Girl Start planned. So Smartsheet, which is one of McLaren's sponsors, does an initiative called Sponsor X, where they put nonprofits on the car instead of their own logo and do other collaborations throughout a race weekend for that nonprofit. And so So this weekend... The Girl Start logo, which is based in Austin, it's a nonprofit based in Austin, it will be put on the front wing of the car. And they're a nonprofit helping young girls get into STEM, which if you listen to us, you know how important we think that is. <laughs> so the most important. Yeah, we are just so thrilled. We will be going to check out what they're doing. So stay tuned for that content, which should be really fun and very sweet. But on the racing side, McLaren is getting very close to passing Aston Martin for P4 in constructors. Aston Martin has 230. McLaren has 219. So it's really one good weekend away for McLaren here. So we'll see. I bet you like the first three races, races, Aston Martin thought they had run away with it, but just goes to show how fast things can change in Formula One. So speaking of which, or I guess not really, Alfa Romeo, Botas will be fresh off of a biking race in Kansas. I didn't even know (laughs) one that Kansas has professional biking races and two, he basically just does two sports now. So we love a man who can do both. Um, But the team did have a much deserved double points finish in Qatar, which was really great for them after having a bit of a slow start to the season. So they had P8 and P9, which is obviously great, but that was a very difficult race and both drivers managed to do really well. So Let's keep it going, Alfa Romeo. Yeah, I was so excited about that for them. They really deserve it. Just tough season, so hopefully can get some results like that in the last few races. For Alfa Tauri, they have chosen their new title sponsor for 2024 onwards. They're gearing up for a really big rebrand, so there's thoughts that maybe they could make an announcement at one of the U.S. races. We'll see. Hugo Boss has been mentioned as a potential sponsor, so very excited to see what the future of Alpha Tower is going to look like. Is that like going to be like a clothing collab too? It seems like they're in direct competition Probably. on the fashion side. <laughs> the names that people have been coming up with for this are so funny. Boss Bulls, Toro Basso. <laughs> Toro Basso was so, it's so good. 
It's so good. And Danny Rick did a big show run in Nashville right down Broadway in the RB7, the car from 2011, to kick off just a huge week for him. I feel like Danny Rick is more American than we are. He <laughs> has previously showed up to Coda on a horse, so who knows what to expect for his grand return here. A bull. He's <laughs> a bull, yeah. Could you Maybe imagine? Maybe he got on the – Mechanical to bowl saloon in Nashville <laughs> to practice. We had a poll on our Instagram on what if he would be coming back on a horse or something different. It was pretty even between what people thought, like if he was going to redo the horse thing or like come back with something even crazier. Let's so see. I feel like it's going to be something even crazier, which is hard to do. I feel like maybe it'll be a super vintage Thunderbird or some really vintage cool car. Who knows? Just nothing but, that can harm his wrist. So I feel yeah. like a bowl is off the off the table. <laughs> True. Good point. Speaking of the hand, he said his hand is feeling good. The simulator time has been going well. So super excited for this week for him. So to wrap up on our teams, ha, so they need to start putting some points on the board if they want to get more of that constructor's money because that's what it comes down to in the end. They are in P9 with 12 points. Then Alfa Romeo has 16 and Williams has 23. So that group in and of themselves is very close. Nico had a very unfortunate 10-second penalty in Qatar from pulling into the wrong grid spot uh, for the start. So hopefully he'll have a better start this weekend. And for Aston Martin, Alonso said the Qatar pace was a pleasant surprise for him. So maybe they'll have some continued strong form this weekend, ending the season on a high, which is what they had talked about really needing. And then meanwhile, Stroll got a written warning from the FIA over his conduct in Qatar, which may or may not have involved, or actually I think we did see it happen, him shoving his personal trainer and then just being quite rude to an interviewer. And uh, the FIA did say that he apologized. He also apparently threw his steering wheel, didn't observe correct weighing protocols, so there was a lot happening there. A bad mood. Yeah. So to wrap up on teams, Williams, this is a big stretch for Logan here with two more home races and a handful of races left to hopefully score points and prove he deserves that seat. Albon, in the meantime, is looking to finish the season on a high after really impressive performance all year. Uh, Nico Rosberg came out with the hot take that Albon would be the dream replacement for Checo at Red Bull, (laughs) which is interesting. (laughs) But in terms of what's happening on the ground at Austin, so Williams is having a bunch of big fan zone events really every day if you're in Austin. So definitely check that out. They're going to have tons of stuff going on, appearances from the drivers, from James Vowles, the team principal, and other fun things. So if you're around, be sure to stop by. As everybody knows, we absolutely love sports media, especially when it is brought to you by females. So you may have seen in Forbes, Goop, TechCrunch, The Gist is a fan-first sports media brand that's shaking up the male-dominated sports industry, which we love. Be sure to tune into their twice-weekly podcast on what is going on in the sports world. Hosts Ellen Heislop and Stephanie Roths discuss current sports topics and how they intersect with pop culture and social issues, and they cover everything ranging from major league season previews to calling out the sexism we see in sports daily. Expect a really funny but informative conversation with a refreshing female perspective on the world of sports. Subscribe at the link in our description to get the gist of what's going on in the sports world in less than five minutes every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday morning. So definitely check it out. All right. Hot takes and predictions. What do we got? 
I I think this is my hottest take in a while. I'm going with McLaren winning. Okay, Let's which go. one? I feel like it's it's hot enough to say just McLaren winning. I will okay. take either one. I think they've both been so close on pace. Oscar's still working on kind of catching up his race pace to Lando's, but Oscar has been on par with Lando in qualifying. They've just been doing so amazing. I'm I'm excited. The only thing that makes that take hot is how good Max is. Like if Max wasn't exactly. around, like this would not be a hot <laughs> take at so this point. True. It's so true. What did Lando say recently? He said like Max, everyone just waits for him to make a mistake and he just doesn't make any. And he doesn't. <laughs> All right. For me, I'm going to go with Daniel Ricardo in the points, which yeah. wow. I think, I think – People know that I'm not the most bullish on Danny Ricardo as a driver no at this point. No pun yeah, intended. Yeah, this is a hot take for you. <laughs> so this is a hot take for me. I just really think after his, you know, comeback, putting in those incredible laps for the tire test that got him back in the seat, like he's coming back with something to prove. And I feel like he's going to go all guns blazing. Like this is his race. He's basically just wait. as American as we are. So <laughs> basically his home race. I'm wearing yeah. my, my Danny on Shantae gear to, of course. to back you up there, um, Tiggy. That's a great one. For me, a name I haven't said in a while, I think I'm going to see Checo in the top five. Um, he's gonna Okay, that is top. not hot. I think it has to be hotter than that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, fine. Checo on podium. <laughs> okay, wow. That's okay, that's hot. <laughs> yeah. Tiggy's face just – <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't have been hot like three months ago, well, but I feel point. like <laughs> I think top five is still hot. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So some fun F1 Academy things because we are spending a lot of the weekend with them. So we are so excited to be taking you all behind the scenes at F1 Academy this weekend. It is their season finale. So that's super exciting. The championship will be decided this weekend. Right now, the Spanish driver Marta Garcia is currently leading with 235 points, followed by Swiss driver Lena Bueller with 187. And Marta is only 23. So this is crazy. It's also the first weekend where F1 Academy will be broadcast live. It's going to be broadcast in over 100 territories in the U.S. It will be carried on ESPN like the F1 broadcast, so definitely check that out. And in other exciting news, F1 Academy also announced that they are launching a new karting series to help develop young female talent. So we love more news like that coming down the pipe. So really excited to see F1 Academy and F1 together for the first time this weekend gonna be so fun okay really quick news before we jump into talking about our end of season prediction so driver safety that has been a big topic of conversation in light of the brutal heat and horrible or tough conditions in Qatar as a reminder Logan had to retire many drivers couldn't even get out of their cars vomiting and fainting in the medical tent after apparently some were even like vomiting and fainting in the cars Akon did that he kept driving after throwing up during the race People just said it was the hardest race that they'd ever done. And so the FIA was conducting analysis. I'm interested to see what they will come back with on that. There are also some big contract renewals. Spas re-signed through 2025. Hopefully there will be a big focus on safety there going forward, which we have talked a ton about. Pirelli has also been extended as the F1 tire supplier through 2027, which is exciting. And a random tidbit – 
Ernie Ecclestone, the former <laughs> CEO of F1, pled guilty to fraud related to hiding an offshore trust account <laughs> from the tax authorities. Not just an offshore trust account, 400 million pounds of an offshore <laughs> trust account in well, Singapore. Now he is paying a $650 million or pound fine. Okay, one other fun pop culture note, which we put on our Instagram, just to lighten the mood after talking about Bernie Ecclestone, is Bad Bunny's new album has a song called Monaco, which references Max Verstappen, Checo, the music video has some F1 content. It also samples F1 engines. So that is super fun. Check that out if you have not already. But Bad Bunny's a big F1 fan. We're here for it. Yeah, this is for stopping second shout out in a Bad Bunny song. <laughs> we know so. who his team is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love to see it. Like he when he rolled up to Miami with Checo. Yeah. One thing we also wanted to talk about quickly was the construction in Vegas. I was just in Vegas to see you two at the Sphere, which is in downtown Vegas, and the track is actually going around it. So that's going to be chaotic seeing what they broadcast on the outside of this absolutely massive screen while everyone's driving. That's such a good point. I don't know what. I feel like the lights, I can't imagine how the drivers are going to do it because the strip also, I'm assuming all the casinos and everything is going to be completely lit up. It's going to be so disorienting. Maybe they'll have like special visors or glasses or something. I don't know, but the sphere of things they've shown on it before, it can look like an astronaut helmet. They were doing that for some of the YouTube promos. It had a giant eye on it once, and it's massive. Wow. Well, also, like, advertising space, like, the cost to advertise for the sphere during the F1 weekend must be astronomical. Well, usually it's, like, almost a million dollars a week to advertise on it. So I can only imagine what it is during that weekend. Wow. Insane. What else, Sarah? You could definitely tell, you could just really tell the disruption from the construction. So the main straight has been repaved. They're still working on some repaving, though. There's a huge steel hospitality structure still being built on top of the Bellagio Fountain. Grandstands are still being constructed. The paddock and new pit lane building had to be built from scratch. It's almost done, but just so much work. And overall, it's been a really massive logistical and financial operation. The project manager told The Hollywood Reporter in an article that it's, quote, one of the most aggressive programs of construction and design that he had ever seen in sports or just in general. It's costing hundreds of millions of dollars. And the main street is the Vegas Strip with all of the casinos. So it's super busy with both cars and pedestrians. There's a ton of road closures. It's just super, super chaotic. So that's definitely something we're going to be looking out for kind of heading as we get into the home stretch of construction here. Okay, friends, it's festival and concert season, and you know it's all about the boots this year. That's why you need to make Tacova's your number one place for festival style this spring. And don't forget to shop their seasonal and limited edition offerings, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. We love Tacova's. They have a first wear comfort, which basically means there's no break in period. It's the best thing ever. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, and shop new styles. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personal. Personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's really no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, though, just visit tecovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and they ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Women's health is so important, and balanced hormones are key for that. 
We've been loving Hormone Harmony from Happy Mammoth, who's committed to making women's lives easier. Hormone Harmony contains adaptogens, science-backed herbal extracts that help the body adapt to stressors like hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. We love it because it helps us maintain optimal hormone levels and supports our mood and general well-being. There is a reason that one bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code F1R the girls at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code F1R the girls for 15% off today. Okay, so that was Austin. And now we have a little bit of time to talk about our end of season predictions because it feels like sadly we are almost there. Okay, so we kind of talked about this, but first topic of conversation my man Checo. Is he going to get P2 in the Drivers' Championship? Is his future dependent on him getting P2? What do we think? Lewis is basically like 30 points behind him only. I My sense is that Lewis will pass him in yeah, P2. Okay. And I don't think that Checo getting P2, I don't think his future is dependent on that. I think Red Bull cares about more than just like the number at the end of the day. And like his performance over the past several months has been pretty difficult. Now, I don't think that necessarily means he's not going to have a seat next year but I don't think this is like the make or break thing for him I think they're going to look at like his his performance over the past season and past six months and make a decision based off that not off like whether he gets p2 or not I think I agree on the outcome I do just have a feeling Lewis is going to get it I think especially sprint weekend this weekend a lot of points on the table Lewis can just consistently put that car higher than it deserves to be. And I don't know. It's I where I diverge from you is I actually do think his Red Bull seat is dependent on this. And there's a couple reasons why I think first off, it's just tough. Red Bull's never gotten it before. So even though it is kind of just a statistic that still really matters and they could have mm-hmm. the perfect season, they could have constructors and the one, two and drivers and the record for most consecutive wins think probably the record for most wins by a single team in a season. So I think when you have the fastest car in a generation and you're not getting Whoa. and if it's a car <laughs> that's, I mean, is that wrong? Like, no, I mean, I, that's a hot, that might be a hot it's take. Bold. Yeah. That might be a hot take, but I like, I don't disagree with that at all. Like I think Red Bull cares about it and they should care about getting the one, two, but do you really think him securing that set, that P2 even if it's by like three points is going to save him. I think it's more, I think it's more the optics and also the fact that now both drivers and constructors are wrapped up and they just don't even have to worry about Max. They know that he's going to deliver every single weekend. All of the focus in that entire organization is now going to be watching how Checo performs. So it's just such a bad combination of factors for him. It's tough. Do we think he cares? Like, do we think he even wants to be an F1 anymore? Yes. Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. I don't think he would be racing with multiple children and a family in Mexico still if he didn't, you know? like. Well, he, that's why. He has four kids. Now I think his wife just had yeah. a baby. So I think it's just like, maybe this is like, he's like, oh, okay. Like, if I can't perform, if they're going to put all this pressure on me, like, is it worth it? Who knows? I think a lot of the rumors have been around Checo just like hanging up his 
his boots, his tire, his whatever you hang up when you finish driving. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. But like nominally that could be true, but that, that also could be like Red Bull basically giving him the push out the door and then to save face on everybody's part, like he's saying he's retiring, you know? Okay. So those were, we have good thoughts on Checo. Okay. Let's, let's move on to some other predictions. I feel like I'm going to be the, um, the mediator at this point. (laughs) Step number two, question number two, ladies, what does this mean for Danny Ricardo? How will he do in his return? Does this play into anything? Does he want to end up in the Red Bull seat? What do we think? Again, I think I'm just going really hot on the takes. I think if Checo continues in his current form the rest of the season, I, number one, don't think he'll be in the seat next year. And number two, I think at this rate, it'll be Danny Ricardo. Boom! <laughs> Do you think they would take uh, Danny over Albon if Albon was an option? I think yes, because I, I think that's such a hard call. But I think there's something that's hard to get over. The fact that Albon had his shot. I mean, they both had their shot in that seat. But the difference is that Danny did amazing and has been the closest to being on par with Max of any Red Bull driver since Max got in that seat and Albon really struggled and got demoted again for a reason. And so now he is driving really well. So I think it's a hard call, but it's very contingent on Danny's performance. I think if Danny's getting P19 in the Alpha Tauri and Yuki's beating him and he doesn't look fast, then I think they would take Albon. But Christian just seems so confident in Danny and so confident in his prior form at Red Bull. It's kind of bringing back People said this, everyone kind of said this at the time that he just left because Renault was offering him like $30 million. He didn't want to be number two to Max, but Red Bull really wanted him to stay. So I think that's factoring into it now too versus kind of more of a difficult history with Albon. I think that's true historically, but if you look at both of their performances recently, like it was years ago that Danny was at Red Bull and Albon has been doing ungodly great things with that Williams not that you know Williams is looking better this year James Vowles has been incredible and I'm sure has is a factor in that but I just yeah I I agree that Christian seems to have a lot of faith in Danny but if I were looking at like their performances over the past couple years my money would be on Albon I like that I like that a lot let's see what if they go rogue and just put in Liam Lawson in a Red Bull with four (laughs) races under his belt (laughs) That's too hot, Sarah. <laughs> it's possible. I yeah, we'll see. But it would be great if Lawson got the Alpha Tower seat if somehow there was a shuffle. All right, Chessa, it's your turn for uh, an answer. Will You're anyone on the seat now besides Red Bull win one of the remaining five races? And if so, I'm, who? Okay, we it's five races, but I think I think we'll have two. I think McLaren and Mercedes are gonna win. Whoa. So not only will wow. we have one team winning <laughs> a race, shoot, we're gonna no. have two. Guys, going crazy. My brain just here. glitched because that means that Max wouldn't have to win. That Max would have not. Would That's have what to it means win. to win yeah, a no, race. No, no, I know. <laughs> no, I know. Like in my mind, it's like, oh, they're so good. These teams are looking so strong. Like they can definitely win. But then it's like, crap. That means Max doesn't win, which is really hard, right? So that's um, the question. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I think you could see two teams win if there's like a a big crash out or something at the beginning of a race, which I hope doesn't happen. So at this point, I'll say McLaren. Take back Mercedes. Sorry. Sarah, what do you think? <laughs> I my hot take was McLaren winning, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by that. that one. I think there's but I think two is probably ambitious. I think there's space for one more team, maybe, and it would definitely be dependent on 
something going wrong. But as we saw, you never know that Max last year at this race had an 11 second pit stop from, I think it was a wheel getting stuck. So you never know. Or like Lewis and George could have like taken each other other out. Yeah. Yeah, You never never know. know. Maybe Checo will be so hungry that he takes Max out. (laughs) Do you imagine for sure doesn't have a seat next year if he takes Max out? I hope I get proven wrong, but I do not think another team is going to win a race the rest of the oh, season. I think I we got so lucky that one, one sweet, sweet race. And <laughs> that'll be kind of iconic if it was wrote. only, only Ferrari that managed to pull it off. What a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of love that though. <laughs> they can hold on to that. They would need that. Um, okay. Let's talk about Stroll. Is he, what's the deal here? What just, do we think? That's the question. Let's just talk, let's talk about, about Stroll. Stroll. I am liking this hot take more and more of Lawrence Stroll selling his stake in the team and having that be an elegant way to fire his son. I don't know if it'll happen (laughs) as soon as next year, but I think that will, if it doesn't happen end of this season, then next season will be Stroll's last. I feel like that's the only thing that makes sense because he's not going to another team. That's for sure. I mean, right? No way. So I think that's the only way to make it happen. It would be it would be really crazy if Lawrence fired Lance. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Well, Alonzo is his other son, I guess. <laughs> Adopting Alonzo. The prodigal son. Wow. I agree. I think it's becoming more and more likely that he sells the team, and that's the easiest way out of it. I really hope he doesn't sell it to the Saudis, but Seems we'll see. Likely. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's probably the most likely outcome. It's just. The behavior last weekend was horrible. It was so awkward. After what, four to five Q1 exits in a row, it was just so unacceptable. And Alonzo, it's hard to imagine a teammate difference being that stark. It's just been brutal. So I think definitely something's going to change. That was the nail in the coffin for me. And I think showed me that he is really feeling that and something's going down behind the scenes because you don't crack like that after years and years, a lifetime really being a billionaire son of media training (laughs) to like crack under pressure like that unless something really is going on behind the scenes. So I feel like Totally. The amount of time he's been under pressure as an F1 driver, he's been an F1 for what, four or five years now? And his outcomes have always been pretty much the same. This wasn't like it was like a crazy outcome. But he's had some moments of looking really good. Like he's had – Yeah, at the beginning of the year he was. Yeah, just I think pre this year, it always kind of looked like there were flashes of being really fast in mixed conditions he's been promising before. But I think – I forget what someone, a commentator said, which was like this Lauren Stroll's – hope of him being an F1 world champion one day has resoundingly died. So it's like, where do you go from there? That's the nail in the coffin. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's, let's end on wh- what do we think about who's going to get P2 in the constructors championship? I think Mercedes is going to keep it. I don't think Ferrari can come back. I agree. Um, I'm going to put my money on Mercedes. The consistency has just been there for them in the past few races, and I just see them. I mean, like, besides the drivers taking each other out. <laughs> they didn't take each other out fully. But well, Lewis took George out. <laughs> that was a freak accident, yeah. and I really, truly believe a was one-off. I, I, <laughs> I agree. Yes, it was. Well, accident's the wrong word, but that was like a freak moment in their season. That is not indicative, I feel, of who they are as drivers and how they operate as a team. So 
They, I feel like they have a lot more momentum behind them to push them through these last five races than Ferrari does. I don't know. I'm kind of on the opposite. I think so. Ferrari is 298. Merck is 326. That's barely even a race with two, considering that there's two drivers. They're so close. And I feel like Carlos has been on such a hot streak. I think combined, I would probably pick Carlos and Charles. I'll probably wow. eat these words severely, but... <laughs> Can't wait to pull this one up. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Any other final takes? Logan and the points for sure. Loints. We also want doints, Danny points. (laughs) Doints. Oh my God. I want a dodium. Deodium. (laughs) Dodium. I want a surprise podium. Literally anyone. Like Gasly on the podium. Yuki on the podium. I want something. (gasps) Yuki. I want something crazy. That'd, That'd be, be so great. Albon on the podium. Joe on the podium. Botas back yeah. on the podium. <laughs> okay. Botas and We're naming Joe the, the entire grid, but it would be incredible. <laughs> Every, yeah, I know. It would be really fun. I would love that. Just that one of those stories, like that K-Mag poll last year, yeah. just one kind of crazy story that the whole F1 community can get so excited about. I would love to wrap up a season with one of those. Agreed. Well, with that, <laughs> we'll see what comes down the pike. But in the meantime, we are so excited for Austin. We will have more content coming for you this week and after the race, of course. 